0: Chapter Fourteen of Quintos Oaks A Detective Story. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Gabby Cowan. Quintos Oaks A Detective Story by Charles Ross Jackson. Chapter Fourteen Clues. The carpenters and masons came and went in a very businesslike way all that morning, while we were closeted upstairs with our companion and chief, Hallen. After he left us, Moore and I walked down to the gate and around the grounds, leaving Oaks to attend to details with Martin. Carpenters were very busy around the dining-room, carrying in boards and implements, and examining the woodwork and the balcony a few of the masons were about the grounds engaged on small details and all seemed to be on good terms with cook and his wife and Annie mike was busy at one end of the garden and maloney was not far off this stone is to be a day of events here but things are being done very quietly are they not? You could suspect nothing out of the way, far less a hunt for a murderer or the investigation of a mystery, would you? No, were I not informed, I should think that Oakes had merely a gang of laborers at work. He has that, but he has also a body of the best detectives for the purpose to be had. Maloney and Mike are puzzling him considerably stone they are very close to one another always and seem quite intimate yes i replied i have noticed it they both show a great deal of interest in these alterations have you noticed how Maloney is watching o'brien he keeps him continually in sight we had approached the front door of the mansion as we spoke oakes was standing just outside his eyes likewise upon the two gardeners our last remarks were made in his presence and he entered the conversation with a quiet observation to the effect that Maloney seemed to fear that mike might not attend to his business but that mike would nevertheless i was obliged to an that i did not understand Oh, mike is a good laborer he explained. He needs not such watching, and there seemed to be a peculiar significance in the words. They were stated in a slow, indifferent manner that caused me to look at the speaker, but his face wore the inscrutable expression which I had frequently seen before, and I learned nothing. I knew him well enough by this time, However, to realize that something was taking shape in his thoughts. Now let's go inside, said he. After lunch we will attack the final solution of the manner in which these mysterious assaults were performed. Like all such things, it will be simple enough, I know, and the point remaining to determine will be not how it was done, but by whom i feel confident that the door in the cellar-room leads upward to an interface which communicates with the dining-room through panels in the walls the peculiar noise the swish that i heard resembled the sudden sliding of a board and it was the conviction that the person who assaulted moore disappeared into the wall which made me run downstairs i felt sure there would be some explanation of it below that afternoon a systematic search of the entire house was made the cellar-room in which the assault upon oaks had occurred was thoroughly lighted and examined the heap of rubbish which mike had been investigating at our previous visit proved to be composed of plaster and bricks the wall in which the door was cut was found to be about three feet thick and one of the foundations of the house it was solid save for a chimney-like opening which had been trapped with the door above at the level of the dining-room floor the great wall ceased from one edge was continued upwards the original partition between that room and the next the parlour but it was thin, and had evidently been recently strengthened by another wall, slightly thicker, and built from the opposite edge of the foundation, leaving a space between the two. Into this space entered, at a certain point, the opening from the cellar room below. It was a peculiar arrangement, as Oakes remarked, the new wall had been made with no regard to the economizing of space for had it been built immediately back of the old considerable room would have been saved for the parlour one of the carpenters thought that the original idea had been to utilize the space for closets the only other possible use for it so far as we would discover was the one which Oakes had surmised ventilation for the cellar. Still, to our ordinary minds, a chimney would have answered that purpose quite as well. A little further investigation, however, showed the top of the foundation wall to be covered with cement well smooth, and the walls themselves were plastered, It was generally conceded, therefore, that the first idea had been to use it as a closet room, which could easily have been done by cutting doors through the walls. As Oak said, the notion had evidently met with opposition and had been abandoned. So communication had been made with the cellar instead, and the roof opened to afford ventilation. The opening into the cellar was large. A man could easily enter it, and standing, reach the top of the foundation wall. Then, by a little exertion, he could raise himself into the intermural space. Oakes, Moore, and I proved this by actual experiment, and found that the passage was quite wide enough. To accommodate a man of average proportions, I have said that the dining room was finished in oak panels. These had been reached from our side of the wall by removing the bricks and mortar, the same stuff evidently which helped to form the rubbish heap in the room below. One of the larger panels had been made to slide vertically it had been neatly done and had escaped detection from the dining-room because of the overlapping of the other panels some debris still remained between the walls the fellow we are after knew of the space between the walls and worked at the panel after the repairs were completed was oak's remark how do you know that asked moore oakes looked at him and smiled then said moore what is your reasoning ability do you think if the panel had been tempered with at the time of the repairs were made that the debris would have been left behind no it would have been removed with the rest of the dirt we had gone to our rooms upstairs while the men were hunting through the tunnel to the well They found nothing. Everything was as we had left it after our adventures there. It seemed to us that, all things considered, the work on the panel must have been done by someone within the household, or, at least, that some of its members must have been involved in the matter. It may have been accomplished at night, however, and by an outsider, said Oakes, the servants' quarters are separate from the house. Any one might easily have entered the cellar by the tunnel route. Still, there may have been collusion also. It seems a nonsensical idea to leave the debris in the cellar, I said. No, I think not, was the answer. The caretakers are afraid even to enter that place. The miscreant, knew that the detection would be probably at the hands of strangers only. That evening, Elliot and Martin left for New York. They were to bring the negro boy, Joe, to Mona. Late at night, before we retired, Oakes asked us to go with him into the parlour. What for, said I, to forge another link in the chain, the strongest yet, he said. What? Do you remember the cartridge I found in the cellar? Yes, yes, but you did not pay much attention to it, I thought. He looked gravely at me. Stone, that cartridge probably corresponds in caliber to the one which was used in the murder of Mark. Ah, said Moore, I had a notion of that myself. Why did you not tell us your opinion before? because when i found it we were working on the mansion affair only i divined the value of the find but why should i have mentioned it i was not hunting the mark murderer then quintus you consummate fox, you work howling well not at all business is business what is the use of gossiping there are no ladies to be entertained in my profession Doctor, he led the way to the parlor. We meekly following to where a cluster of arms hung up the wall- one of those ornaments of crossed swords, guns, and a shield so common in all houses. He remarked that he had noticed these arms on his previous visit. He looked at a revolver hanging across the shield with a pouch beneath it and then suddenly in surprise said last time i was here a few weeks ago there was a large old-fashioned revolver here of forty-four or forty-five caliber i remember it well being interested in firearms this one now here is of a similar pattern and appearance but of a smaller caliber and newer look The cartridges in this pouch are of about forty-five size. They belong to the old weapon and cannot be used with this one. Again, some of them are missing. There were at least a dozen before. Now there are only three or four. The old revolver and some cartridges have been taken away and a newer weapon substituted. Indeed, but why? said Moore sceptically. Partly because an oaks was decisive, Kurt, master of the situation. Because this one cannot be loaded, see. He then tried to turn the chamber and showed us that the mechanism was faulty. The old revolver, said he in a low tone, and some cartridges were taken away, and in order that its absence should be less noticeable, this one was left here, it being useless now boys the cartridge i found downstairs on the cellar floor is a forty five calibre and belongs to those of the pouch and the original revolver as you see he took it from his pocket and showed us that it did not fit the weapon in his hand but matched the cartridges in the pouch it belonged to the old weapon we are closing in said i yes the man of the robe has the old revolver and cartridges he took them within the last few days finding his own weapon out of order it is he who is responsible for the mystery in this house and in all probability it is he who shot wintrop mark you remember the evidence at the inquest showed that a heavy revolver had been used a forty-four or forty-five caliber "'exactly such as one as the old weapon which I saw here.' "'Excellent, Oakes,' remarked Moore. "'There is only one objection.' "'Yes, I know,' said Oakes. "'You were going to ask why the fellow did not take all these cartridges "'and put his own in the pouch to match the weapon he left here?' "'Exactly,' said Moore. "'Well,' said the detective, he either had no cartridges of his own handy or else like all criminals however smart he tripped the brain of no man is capable of adjusting his action precisely in every detail guess you're right no man can be perfect in his reasoning and no matter how clever the criminal he is almost certain to make an error sooner or later said moore Yes but it takes peculiar power to discover it. I chirped. The events of the day had tired me and my mind was growing confused. I desired to go to bed. Oakes smiled slightly. No, Stone, it takes study, worry and patient reasoning to discover the faulty link in a clever criminal's logic. That is why there is a profession like mine. I was half asleep But I heard him continue, We may consider we have excellent cause to look for a man who has in his possession an ancient revolver and some very old dirty cartridges covered with verdigris like these here. Murder will out, I interpolated. Yes, eventually, sometimes. However, it is easy to say he who had that revolver did the murder. But, as it may have been destroyed since then, or thrown into the river, it is another thing to find a man. We were crestfallen. Oaks himself looked wearied. "'I wish the whole mansion was in the river, and there were a decent café round here,' protested Moore. "'You're a vigorous pair of assistants, I must say,' said Quintus i have some samples in my room come and we all adjourned chapter fourteen read by gabby